Wives, where your two favorite 90s babies talk about movies from the era of a certain blue and yellow video rental store. I'm your host with the most late fees, Shea Baby. And this is Stacy, not always kind, but always rewinds. And you're listening to Blockbuster Wives. What up? How are you? Happy Cody, Cody Cook Timber. The man, the myth, the legend, Cody Cook. Yeah, if you guys don't know, I feel like we've talked about Cody like. Maybe every fifth episode or something. He is a true day one fan. Always been so supportive. Helped us out with our School of Rock episode with like an adorable trivia deck he did. So cool. Yeah. And he's also just, I've known him as long as I've known Stacy, which is like 20 years. And he's just been the best friend. He's such a sweet dude. He's so talented and so cool. Like, please check out any of his social medias because he always has something new going on, something new up his sleeve. Yeah, his Cody Cook project, he released an album called Something Special recently, which is so funny. It's like a fun comedy album. Dude, it's literally like if Weird Al and Jack Black had a baby, mm-hmm. that's like where he lives, right in that sweet spot. And I highly recommend it because he's so funny, so talented. He does all his music all on his own. And then he also has a fucking band who rocks. Yeah, they're called Dr. Smoke. They do a lot of spooky Halloween content, too. So oh I hope they come out with some new spooky Halloween content. But all their old one is up, too, if you want to watch it. Oh, I hope that they do that again. That shit was so good. Yeah, and Cody himself has this amazing clip that I'm obsessed with where he does, like, an infomercial for, like, a spooky <laughs> CD. And yeah. he does all these, like, little clips of these, like, little horror songs he wrote and they're so good and they're so funny and i'm obsessed no like he's so fucking funny he's one of the funniest people i've ever met in my life and again we just knew that we had to dedicate a whole month to him and some of his favorite movies because i really do believe our favorite movies build up exactly who we are how our sense of humor comes out like what we think is important and fresh and like cool and um, we always want to highlight Cody and what makes him him because he's the coolest. So this month we'll be doing all movies that Cody selected. He selected four movies. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing those four for Cody Cooktember. Yeah. And that song you heard at the beginning, that's right. That was Cody. That was him. And we didn't ask him to do that. No. He was just like, hey, uh, if you're going to do this, I also just recorded this if you want. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. You're so he's dope. The best. Love that guy. So shout out to you, Cody. You guys check him out. We'll, of course, link all his social media. Maybe we could get a little voice clip. We might actually add that in here before uh, before we release it. So who knows? Um, we'll, we'll have some tricks up our sleeve. As I don't well, think it'll okay? be on this episode, but maybe a later episode. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But um, anyway, lovely Cody and his first choice, which we just thought we're just gonna go in order of mm-hmm. what he told us, right? So his first choice of Cody Cooktember is Brink. Brink exclamation mark, which I always love movies that have like punctuation as part of the title because yeah. there's another movie Brink with no exclamation mark. Oh. And so, you know, make sure if you're searching this Brink, 
exclamation mark, baby, because it's extreme. Wow. Gnarly, bro. Yeah. Everyone has to, like, everyone who's listening right now has to know what Brink exclamation point is. Like, I feel like, well, first of all, I believe it was the third Disney Channel original movie. I have that in my corporate bullshit. It's the fourth Disney Channel original movie. Dude, like, come on. It It followed Northern Lights, Under Wraps, and You Lucky Dog. No, Northern Lights. I don't even remember that one. I don't remember. I remember the title, but I don't remember. But yeah, like, yeah, everyone knows this movie. I feel like we all kind of based not only like our sense of style after it, but kind of our sense of like music taste too. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it helped me develop a taste for ska and specific types of rock and just like kind of like California sort of vibe. Very Cali. Yeah, it's like super Cali. Super cali out. Um, and so anyway, I just feel like it, uh, it catapulted us into a certain era. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put a wild theory out there. Oh, yeah. That the California obsession of the early 2000s yeah. stemmed from Brink. You know what? I agree with that. Prove me wrong. You can't. I fucking agree with that because I feel like after that movie came out, that's when I started seeing the hair. That's mm-hmm. when I started seeing the oversized baggy shit. Like, I'm just saying, you're, you're onto something with that. I, I mean, I think Nirvana might want a word for <laughs> yeah, that part. But I'm, as far as California media, like the shows, like the OC, the Hills, Californication, like that all came after. But I feel like they're not dressed like... Like, I feel like grunge-esque, I suppose, but they go beyond grunge. It's beyond the Seattle-based grunge scene. I feel like it's very specifically Californian. The way that they speak, the way... Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to it, but I want to hear some corporate bullshit, baby. Let's cue that theme. Corporate bullshit. Some bullshit. Okay, so this movie came out in 1998. As we said earlier, it was only the fourth DCOM, that's Disney Channel original movie for you new listeners, to ever come out. So this was kind of a new thing they were doing. Yeah. Um, It was written by Jeff Schechter, Schechter. directed by Greg Beeman, and it starred Eric Von Detten, little dream boy of our hearts, Mm -hmm. Sam Horgan as the villainous Val, Christina Vidal as the incomparable Gabriella. Fucking love that bitch. And then, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not sure exactly who Robin Riker, Jeffrey Blake, and David Graff play. I think the other two homies and the dad, but I forget who's who. (laughs) Yeah, I think Robin Riker, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was the one that played, um... Oh my god, I have his name here. Pete? Or the other one? Yeah, I think Pete. I'm pretty sure he's Pete. I forget the other one's name. Pete definitely had more lines. And, And Pete is in other... DCOMs as yeah. well. Um, and he was on like other shows that we'd recognize mm-hmm. and shit like that. So yeah. Yeah, and I did find like a list of like Brink actors. Where are they now? And you know, no one really blew up from this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's nobody like super famous. Even the star Eric Von Detten didn't do like that much. He was famously in Princess Diaries. Yeah, and the girl playing Gabriella was famously in Freaky Friday. Yes. So like other kind of early-ish 2000 movies and then they kind of, you know, I mean they still do some things here or there but definitely not like yeah, in a bunch of movies now, necessarily. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't look this up, but now that I'm remembering, as soon as I said she's in Freaky Friday, I'm pretty sure she had her own show, Taina. Was that her? Mm, Taina. I'm not sure. 
Lifetime. It, it wasn't like very well known, which sucks because it was like so cool for. The yeah, I didn't see anything. I, yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't see anything like super big for anybody associated with this movie. Like yeah. you know, which, which kind of sucks. Because it was really like I feel like it was so cute. It was really cute. Uh, the plot adapts and updates the 1865. That can't be right. It's probably 1965 <laughs> novel. <laughs> Damn. It's gotta be because it was Hans Brinker or the Silver Skates, and I'm pretty sure no one was fucking skateboarding in 1865. So I'm gonna go ahead and correct that to 1965. Um, like many, <laughs> like in their little frocks, inline skating around. My dear, she's a very amiable skater. She skates very well, thank you. That's fucking incredible. Oh my god, I love that. We should, yo, we should fucking do. We should make an 1865 version of Brink. Oh my god, we actually. It would be so good, like a Pride and Prejudice meets Brink. Oh my god, incredible. That would be so cool. Okay. Anyway, like many decom movies, there's no Roger Ebert review. And there wasn't even a real, like, Rotten Tomatoes critic score because only four critics reviewed this movie. Three were positive, one was negative. The audience score, however, is 75, which I feel like is pretty average for the movies we do. Definitely. Like, even some of our biggest movies were, like, around 74, 75. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, for DCOMs, there's not really, like, budget or profit records because it's TV, so it's completely different. So I don't have those figures. But, I mean, it certainly loomed large in all of our memories. Yeah, I feel like when you ask anyone what their favorite Disney movie is, most people I know, like, Brink is at least in their top three, mm-hmm. for the most part. Like, it, and I think maybe that's because it's it was the first one that was, like, super memorable. Yeah. Um, and again, like, it was just so perfect for the time. 98. Like, right. The hairstyle. Well, the I realized they, they came out with Brink, Xenon, and Halloween Town within a six-month period of oh. each other. So it was like, I think it just was such a thing. Because yeah. I'm going to share a very controversial take. And I posted this on Facebook a while ago, and it was very Which, controversial. by the way, people hit me up about your take. Yeah, and I'm it. ready to fucking talk about it. Okay. Because this came out, I, I mean, no. That post happened because before Disney Plus was a thing and all these decons were widely available, they were marketing this big thing they were doing where they're like, all the decoms are going to be playing on the Disney Channel. This was like 2018, 2019 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to fucking watch them all. And I was so excited to watch Brink. And as I was watching it, I was like, this is one of those movies that's better in your memories than when you rewatch it, I think. I feel the same way, and I know this is controversial. People are going to come with me for their pitchforks. But same with Space Jam. Like, it's a very nostalgic movie. It's a very fun movie. But when you watch it again, you're like, this is not a good movie. And had I not been a child with all the hype and the marketing directed at me, I don't think... I would have watched it or liked it because it is such like a time and place kid movie, which is great. And we need those. But I just remember watching it being like, ooh, because I don't feel that way about other decoms. Right. Like, don't look under the bed. Genuinely good. So good. Like, deep, emotional, good writing, good acting, good sound. Like, a, a truly great standalone movie. But when I was rewatching Brink, I was like, ooh, retro. <laughs> And I thought maybe because it's like one of the earlier ones, which I think has a lot to do with it. You know, they were still figuring it out. They didn't know what to do, but I just felt like there was no emotional depth. The stakes are like all over the place. The acting is pretty fucking bad. The soundtrack is great for the like pop music, but the soundtrack that they added, not good. What do you mean? 
like their filler music. Oh, I love their filler. Oh I love my everything god, about it, dude. <laughs> I, and let me just say, it's not very often. Oh shit, it's not very often where Stacy and I completely disagree on our takes on movies. But I completely disagree. I love it, and I think there is emotional depth for me. Like all the stuff with the dad losing his job, being on disability, his like anger towards Brink because he sees himself in Brink. Like I can relate to that a lot, and. Um, I think it's a cool take where in this movie they're like <clears throat> talking about the loss of a job and being scared about money and like the kid feeling like it's their fault kind of and they need to like you know I feel like there's a cool family dynamic where that it highlights real problems yeah and I agree that the movie like it throws these concepts out yeah but it doesn't give you like a moment to sink into them. Like, even the scene where it's revealed that they're having money problems, the mom straight up is like, we're gonna be fine. Like, she's like, it's not, th- we've gone through worse, it's fine. But then Brink's like, oh no. Like, my family's gonna, I, and it doesn't even go into that. Like, you just kind of see his face and he's like, I'm gonna get a job. It, and I think part of it is just, it moves so quickly because it's an it hour and a half. <laughs> it's like, move very quickly. nothing is dwelt on. But when you contrast that move with the movie, like, don't look under the bed, where it's like, her brother's dying of cancer. And it's like they they stay or with he it, did, yeah. Or, yeah, and they stay with it, and they like really make you feel it. I feel like these subjects that Brink approaches, they don't actually get into. It's kind of just like thrown out there, and then you're off to the next thing. I don't know. I feel like Don't Look Under the Bed is kind of the same. I feel like they take the same amount of time to to talk about them because there's also the scene where um, the dad is like. I don't know. I feel like the mom is just doing the smoothing it over thing when really she's worried too. Like she seems worried where she's like, I didn't show up. See, maybe just the acting. I I felt like the mom's totally fine. Yeah. Like she's not, she's genuinely not worried. And the dad seems like annoyed and like he doesn't like that he's not working. Yeah. But he is just kind of like, oh, we got all these bills. How was your day? You know, he's not like, what are we going to do? The house is going to be foreclosed on. I'm years behind in debt. Like it, it really is like pretty chill. And I feel like they went as deep as they could for, like, a children's movie. But like that's what I'm saying. In other DCOMs, in. they do go deeper with, even though it's a children's movie. I don't know. I disagree. I disagree. But I see your point. But I do disagree. However, I do think they do move really fast in both of the movies. And I think that is just, it has to happen in Right. They're making made-for-TV movies. Yeah. They got they got to cut for commercials. Yeah. They got to move real quick. Yeah, and made-for-TV movies. And also, like, movies for children. Like, children are not going to, like, you know, who are, who are they made for? Like, 10-year-olds? 10-year-olds are not going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, foreclose. What does that mean? Like, yeah, well, that's what I thought was kind of odd. Because when I think about the stakes in other DCOMs, like, under wraps. I fucking love under wraps. Mm-hmm. And in that post, I was like, it's, I think, one of the better ones. Yeah. But it's like the stakes in that movie are if they do not save this mummy, he is going to, like, die forever without his love. Yeah. Like, it's pretty fucking serious. It is very serious. And it's like the stakes in this movie are like, like, it's touched on. Like, they might have financial problems. But I think, again, because the acting or, like, the scenes or the script or whatever, it's just you don't really feel it. So I think even as a kid, I didn't even remember the money problems. I really didn't. Yeah. I just remember, like, he's a cool skater, and he has to choose between being a salt skater and selling out. Yeah. And that is a part of the problem, because later on, which we can get to for sure, but, like, later on he also says, like, it wasn't just the money. Exactly. And I was like, okay, so it wasn't? Like, <laughs> it was part, I'm sure it was part of it, and he felt pressed, but, like, it also was like, I want some of that fame and glory. 
Yeah, and there's nothing really to, like, set that up, though. Because you meet Brink, and he's, like, cool, down-to-earth friend. You know, he loves... Like, you don't see any piece of him wanting, like, fame or fortune or anything. So, like, to have that later in the movie, I was like, oh. Well, I I don't like that as much. Because then that, like, that completely, like, moves the stakes without any introduction. That that was, like, something he wanted. I don't know. I feel like it kind of shows a... I mean, I feel like they could have highlighted that a little bit. But also, the fact that they're competing and things like that, like, I feel like that shows that they do want a little bit of glory regardless, you know? I did have that thought. I was like, so they're soul skaters, but they're, like, very concerned about this competition. And the Pete character even alludes to that. Because the one, like, more stonery character is like, why do we even do these competitions? And he goes, because they're fun. Because they're fun. And it's like, whoa. Why are we (laughs) There's only three of us and one of us is injured. (laughs) Exactly. And it is kind of like, yeah, like, what are the stakes here? What is everyone's motivations? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. And I think that's, it's it's kind of a, it's cool of them to highlight as well that, like, we're all just complicated peeps you know and we don't just have one reason for doing anything and like i'm i really like the speech at the end that the dad gives yeah this i will say that is the best part of the movie yeah it's like the monologue the dad does that was perfectly written yeah that was good i really love that and i think if they did have more time i think the movie could have been more like that but i think because of just the nature of decoms they had to move really quickly with every fucking movie that's on disney channel and every like made for tv movie i feel like that is the biggest issue. Yeah, and because they were marketing, I felt like a lot more attention and time was paid towards, like, the cool soundtrack, the slang, the skating, the, you know, like, the, the cool aesthetic of it than was, like, necessarily spent on, like, the script or the plot. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I do love it for what it is, personally, and I would watch it again and again. Yeah, and, the, like, the nostalgia, like, don't get me wrong. Like Space Jam. It's like, I love Space Jam yeah. because it is nostalgic. And I could recognize that. Yeah. I could recognize that, like, yeah, if I were, like, 20 years old when this movie came out, I'd be like, this is fucking hot garbage. Yeah. And I could just imagine my parents watching me watch Brink for, like, the 50th time being like, like holy uh, shit. This <laughs> stupid-ass movie again yeah. with this annoying kid, you know? But, uh, I, like, it's nostalgic for me, and I do like watching it. I don't mm. know that I'd watch it a lot more times. But it's like, yeah, I was just like, wow. And I wasn't expecting that. When I watched it again, I was like, but it was like, I had a big smile, and then my smile started falling down. And I was like, oh, this isn't really like. But anyways, I know people were very salty about my take and probably continue to be so. But it also reminds me of like, I love the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Mm -hmm. And they did Space Jam, and they were like, it's not a good movie. And like, people lost their minds and we're like how dare you this is the best movie ever made like ah, like going nuts on them and, and I, so they had to like address it during their taping they're like i know you all think that we like picked this great movie for our bad movie podcast but sorry it's not good and it was just really funny yeah and i guess it goes into like what you think what is like what does good mean to you you know because that could mean anything yeah it's like if you're in it for the nostalgia then it's great if you judge movies as good or bad based on like the coherence of the plot or the character development or whatever, then you might not think it's good. But yeah, or like just how it makes you feel. Like it made me feel really good and warm. And I think it had to do with like, you know, again, it's a movie about like friendship. It's a movie about family. It's a movie about 
I mean, the soundtrack is so good. There is a, I think, there's, like, a really cool personal development with Brink. And, like, you know, he has a little bit of struggle of, like, why am I doing this? Like, am I in it for this reason? Am I I in it for this reason? And, like, da-da-da-da. But I don't know. It made me feel good watching it. And I, that is what is a good movie to me. Because movies that make me feel like shit, I do not want to watch again. No, I agree. Like, people are like, oh, this movie's devastating. you got to watch it. And I'm like, eh. Yeah, There's some notable exceptions like Titanic, where it's yeah. like, it's so good that it's worth the heartache. Right. And, and that's because for most of the movie, it does make you feel really good, I think. Like, the love story. I'm like, yes. And then at the very end, you're like, oh, my fucking God. But- yeah, and sometimes it is cathartic and good to bear witness to true pain and heartbreak and loss. Yeah. If it's done in a very, you know, artistic manner. It can be beautiful to watch. Totally. Even if you don't feel, like, good. Totally. Like, The Whale didn't feel good one second watching that movie I think it's important and I'm glad that I watched it and I do think it was a good movie but would I ever watch it ever again fuck no right hell to the no I am never watching that shit again but I do think it's important but like something like Brink that and I do think mostly it is nostalgia for me for sure but it made me feel good watching it and I was like I could watch this again but I remembered that Stacy hates it I don't hate it. It was well, she the, doesn't think it's good. It was the biggest letdown because I just think that my memories of it were so shiny and like different from what the movie actually was, which yeah. I think is a testament to Disney Channel marketing, a testament totally. to nostalgia, a testament yeah. to viewing things as a child the first time. Like, it, uh, you know, sometimes your relationship to things changes as you get older, and I think that's totally. cool, too. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I'm glad we picked it. Thank you, Cody. I don't want you to think like, oh, God. Like, oh, no. <laughs> and again, it's like an hour and a half. So it's like, you know. Yeah. You just like, want to watch like a fun skating. Even if it's like a montage clip of skating with fun punk songs. It's like, that's not bad. Yeah, that's gonna. That's it's not cool. a bad time. It's chill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not like your favorite movie. Exactly. I'm not like, I want to watch this forever. Yeah. And we can all have different takes on shit, you guys. That's what media is literally for. We don't all have to think it's the best movie ever created, which I'm sure you don't think. No, and Z- uh, Xenon aged great. Yeah. For example. So it's yeah. not like I'm like, oh, all the movies were only good because of the age and nostalgia. Right. I was just surprised just bring by this one. <laughs> and that's okay. In Bartik. But you know whose favorite movie it is? Cody Cook. That's right. It's Cody Cook Timber. So we're gonna, we watched it, baby. So we rewatched it, you know, paying tribute to our homie. And um, so everyone can suck it on the Stacey. Like, it's okay that she, it's not her favorite movie ever. So relax. But anyway. What was your relationship to inline skating at the time this movie came out? I definitely was rollerblading. Um, so I think that's also another thing where like 90s it was so really it was so big having a fucking pair of skates you were like hot shit yeah and I really wanted to be a skateboarder but I feel like I just had like um, hand-me-down skates so I like did that instead um, and I, w- I was out here skating all like a lot like I skated a lot um, and also skating is just like really big back home because of like you know hockey mm-hmm figure skating so anyways what about you i was more of a razor scooter girly i did like having my roller skates i definitely had a pair hell yeah but i think i'm just not that coordinated so the comfort of having a literal handlebar for me to hold on to for a razor scooter was very comforting because there were so many times with my skates where i'd like try to break and just fucking fall over or i have to like 
I would just run into the grass to stop. Like, not a particularly <laughs> effective method. Like, I just wasn't very good at it. So oh, yeah. I liked my little Razor scooter. I had a handlebar. I could just step on the brake. I was like, I could figure that out. Hell yeah. So, yeah. See, Razor scooters burned me more than once, and I know you all know what I'm going to say. The ankles. The fucking ankles, baby. Dude, uh, I got it's bad. fucked with one of those. <laughs> and do you guys remember the ones... It had like a hole. You stuck your foot in, and then it it had like a hole. So you put. It, it was basically like the shape of like. It was like a circle, and then there was a piece of plastic sticking out, and there was like a heavy ball attached, and you kind of like skip it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Skip bow. Skip bow. Mine was, was not made of metal. Not like metal. That? Okay. Maybe I was like, oh no, that probably is why <laughs> you didn't like it. It's like I a bowling ball. I can't believe you said metal. I'm plastic. <laughs> but it felt like fucking metal when mm. you're doing the skip shit, and then it hits your fucking mm, yeah. ankle oh, so geez. goddamn hard. jeez. Oh, I loved my skip bow. Bruh, I hated that shit so hard. <laughs> and to this day, like, I'm still not good at, like, jumping rope. Mm. Like, as an adult, I cannot jump rope to save it's my hard. life. I don't know why. I used to be able to do double dutch. Whoa, I, don't know I could this, never do that. I don't know when, like, I switched over where now all of a sudden I can't do that shit anymore. But it's just like, man, I don't know. But yeah, skating I did a lot. And I rode my bike a lot. I had a little um, a little elementary school and, and very early middle school gang of, like, me and, like, a bunch of dudes. I guess it was kind of like... The soul skaters. Yes. And we'd just like ride our bikes around and we'd build forts and like Aww. it was so wholesome. Yeah, um, so Disney very smart for coming out with a skating movie at this time because it fuck. was all the rage. Fuck yeah. Um, my first note is that the dad is such a fucking dick at the beginning. That's another thing I had a problem with. I was like, this dad is all over the place with his relationship with his son. Like, he's so mean to him, but then he seems to know so much about his life, and then he's so concerned. But then he's like, heh, look, we actually had a conversation. And I'm like, Wah. like, I don't, where are you at with your son? Because I'll tell you, I'm confused. Yeah, well, and I think, like, I didn't, I hated watching the scenes where he was super mean to him, and he was just, like, confused by his life, because I'm just like, I think he's making a very simple what he's into. I don't understand why you're not so that hard. He's like, I don't know what you're fucking saying. Know, and I'm like, it's like, not that complicated. Like, Can you speak English? Exactly. I'm like, you sound like a fucking asshole, dude. I know. That's why I was like, what is your deal? But like the part at the end where he's just like, you remind me a lot of myself. That like hit me very hard. Because mm. um, I've experienced that with a parent or two, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, now I see where the anger is coming from. It's not about Brink. It's about it's himself, never about baby. Him. But I, I did kind of laugh to myself when he's like, I get where you're coming from. I'm a construction foreman. It's <laughs> like, no. I love that he's like, that's the same thing. Like it's not the same thing. But I do really, lo- I know you love it too, but I love that fucking great speech, speech at the end. I can like watch that over and over again. It's very healing. Because I'm always trying to convince my lawyer friends, like y'all need to like not identify so much with being a lawyer. Yeah. Like, who are you if you couldn't lawyer anymore? If that's, like, too frightening to you, like, you might want to just sit with that for a while and see who you are besides your job. Yeah, and he straight up said, you're defined by the company you keep and how well you keep it, not by what you just happen to do. And I'm like, dude, that's the best way of explaining for me. Like, when people are like, what's your dream job? I'm like, I hate that. I don't dream of labor, dog. Like, I don't dream about that. I dream about everything else that I wouldn't consider a job necessarily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, like, a bigger thing that I want to talk about because I feel like 
we're at such a different place than we were in the 90s. Because in the yeah. 90s, selling out was such a concern. Yeah, it was. And it was like such a thing. And everyone was very concerned about making money off of art mm-hmm. and not sell. Whereas I feel like we have just kind of totally moved past that. And now I think it's like the goal is to make money off of your art if you can. Yeah. And it's like no one, I think, I feel like no one really accuses anybody of selling out anymore. It's like not really a concern anymore. No. Which I don't know if that's good or bad because it does kind of feel like capitalism won. I was just going <laughs> to say. It fucking won. And I, the debate yeah. is over. Well, and I think it's because back in the 90s, it was very easy to get like a daytime job and then do your art do on your the side. Do your passions on the side. Have enough time and money to be able to have that luxury. Whereas now, we wouldn't consider anyone a sellout because we're like, that is how, we have to have like 20 side hustles to fucking survive, like for most of us, you know? And like- And it'd be nice if you liked it. It'd be crazy to me if someone called me a sellout for getting paid to do a show. I'd be like, right. are you out of your fucking mind? Right. Like, what? Like, or like that, have that, sponsors. Like if yeah. we got sponsors for our podcast, we'd yeah. be like, sell out. Like nobody would be like, sellouts. No, you know? <laughs> unfortunately, capitalism did win. Mm-hmm. It has won. We are there right now where we are fucking, I mean, in a horrible financial time. We all know that. And so, yeah, like when Gabrielle is going on this whole speech of like, yeah, like we used to do it for the love of it. And then you're just getting paid. And it's like, that's how it starts. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like, this would not even be like a movie topic nowadays. Like, no, if it came out, it would have to be a completely different, like conflict. Oh, absolutely. That's what I'm like, dude. Like I wrote a note early on and then later on I was like well it's because we live in a capitalist society but I'm like if he just didn't lie to his friends about joining the X-Blades and if he just explained it to them like hey my family's fucked right now and they need money to fucking survive like they would get it but then I'm sitting here like maybe back in the 90s they wouldn't really get it and they'd be mm-hmm. like you don't have to do that like you right. know well I, mean? I think the deception is also necessary because if he told his parents the truth they'd be like you don't need to do that we're not that his dire. His parents. His, his parents, I think, would be like, you. No, you don't yeah, need to do friends. this. His friends, I think, would just be like, yeah, you're a sellout. I know. Well, that's why, like, at the beginning, I wrote that note, and then at the end, I'm like, well, Gabrielle, yeah, right, exactly. Like, she actually would not be down. They're not being tortured by fucking capitalism. And so she even says she's like, everyone has money problems. Like, whatever. And it's like, uh, well, you can't just like whatever that all the time. Yeah, it's like uh, his dad had like back issues, and his parents are. They seem like they're very sad, and Brink's very sad because of it. So it's a different situation. It's a very specific sitch. But yeah, so that's sad. Um, I hated seeing his dad get so mad at the beginning. I'm like, you're such an asshole. And I also like, I was like, I like that they just went with like back problems, like very vague. Like, yeah. I feel like maybe later in the decom canon, they would have been like, yeah, he has like cancer or like, yeah, he, like so, something like, like really serious. But he's like, I'm about to run out of disability and I don't know if my job will be waiting for me, which I'm like, that's actually like pretty low stakes in the grand scheme of movies. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. And then, but you know, of course, by the end, he's visited with his boss mm-hmm. and he's absolutely going to have his job back when he gets off disability. And so you're like, yay. yay. And then they <laughs> win. It's just all, it's all hunky dory. Um, my second note also is that I said, what happened to people using the term fat as like cool? Yeah. I want to bring that back. Let's do a P-H-A-T, baby. Yeah. Or even F-A-T, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's bring it back as F-A-T. F-A-T. So people, F-A-T, F-A-T. So That's when fat, I started bro. using fat as a compliment, just yeah. like, it is a compliment, bitch, okay? 
So anyways. One of my top notes was let's talk about the thirstiness of childhood us. Hell. If you're like a little Zoomer listening to this podcast, I don't think you can comprehend the hold that Eric Von Denton had on our little hearts. Or Val. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I thought Val was repulsive when I was a kid. Oh, I did not. But I think it's because he was the villain. And I was like, he sucks and he's gross. You know? (laughs) I just like, I hate him as a person, so he's ugly. But now I'm like, how about sensuous lips and long flowing hair? And he is serving the entire film. He really, (laughs) every scene he's like, "Mm," like he's pouting. He's like feline. (laughs) Like he's so like sexual. Very sexual towards Brink. I was going to say. In particular, the one line. You know what I'm thinking of? Pinkies are touching. I think he has the biggest crush on Brink. Do you know which line that I was like, oh boy. Which one? (laughs) Oh yeah, here we go. It's right after the milkshake throwing scene. Yes. And they're uh, like face to face. Yes. So Brink, like he quits the team and he quits Mm -hmm. the sexy guy's team and he throws a milkshake in his face. And then they're like trying, their homies are trying to get them to not fight. Like settle this at the competition, which is like such a fucking 90s thing to say. So lack. And then um, Val goes, oh, we're going to get it on for sure. (laughs) And I was like, what? Who even knows that? I was like, wow, he is so horny for Brink. I feel like I've said exactly something like that before in front of Stacy to somebody else. He's taking for the competition. Or we're going to get it on for sure. Yeah, or both. (laughs) Get it on for sure. Fucking hilarious. I was like, wow, he just came right out and said it. Yeah, I had a crush on every single person. Like, okay. Gabriella Gorgeous. I'm talking, um, what's his name? The Hold dad. Oh, <laughs> Boomer, a.k.a. the uh, Black, Black Power, Power Ranger. Ranger. So I had a crush on him. I had a crush on Eric Von Denton. I had a crush on the dude that played Val. Because, fun fact, he and Eric Von Denton were in a movie in the 90s that, like. Escape to Witch Mountain 2. Yes. I saw this on the Wikipedia. Yes. Page. Yeah. And I was, I remember, like, I was watching this this time around and I was like, they were in another movie together. What was it? And so I, like, went on a deep dive. And I was like. Shit, I used to love that movie. I would mm-hmm. love to see that again. But anyway, I had a crush on I had a crush on Gabriella too because she's so she, beautiful, she gorgeous, kinda, she's gorgeous, and she kind of reminded me of myself at that time. You know, yeah, like tomboy energy. Very... I definitely identified more as a tomboy than a girly girl. So I was like, yeah, Gabriella's the she. Hell yeah, and she's just so like she's very dope. This whole mm-hmm. movie, like the first line that I was like, yes, bitch, was when um. Brink was like, hey, watch your back leg. She's like, watch your own back leg. I'm like, yes! My first line that I wrote down from her is, mind if I kick your butt? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, kicking your butt? Yeah, I'm gonna like, kick your butt. <gasps> exactly. Like, clasping your pearls. Kick kick your butt. <laughs> kicking your butt. <laughs> so dumb. It sounds so silly, uh, but back then it was like, <gasps> like wow. Wow, what a bad, <laughs> what a bad butt. Um, well, so, okay. The, their science teacher was shown for a split second. Do you know oh, I don't think I clocked him. Um, sexy. Dad from Even Stevens. Oh, yeah. And he was only on it for a split second. I was like, <laughs> like, there he is. They really reuse, like, every fucking person. Oh, yeah. They're like, like, get in here. Katie's real name is Katie. And I'm pretty oh. sure that was her name also in Smart, Smart House. House. Another movie with incredibly high stakes that I love and I think is still very watchable. See, like Smart House is a movie I could watch every day. We definitely need to watch that. We that's gonna be on our list. It deals with his dead mom, and then it's like the stakes are: um, is the house going to kill them? Yeah. Also, (laughs) like dead mom with Disney movies. Let's be fucking for real. That is like 
Why is that such a... That's why I'm like, they are not afraid to go there, which I think is part of what surprised me about, like, how kind of low stakes everything was in this movie. Because it's like, I've seen them go there with other things. I wonder if the book that this was based off of is, like, this exact storyline. Maybe that's why they, like... Even, like, speaking of Boomer, it's like, Boomer falls down and, like, he's going to be out a couple weeks. I'm just like, that's so funny. I know. He's going to be right as rain in no time. I know. (laughs) It's so wild. Um... Also, so, like, you know, team, like, the X-Blades, mostly Val versus uh, Brink. And Co. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're kind of, like, doing, like, little pranks on each other. Like, Val throws uh, one of their sneakers on a power line, so he's out. And so Very mild. Earth? Oh, wait, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. They escalate it yeah, they to nuclear levels. Earthworms put it in his fucking sandwich. That's biological warfare. That's what I was like, are they low-key? I literally wrote, are they low-key the villains? Because this is out of pocket. Yeah, that was fucked. Like, this is a nuclear he escalation. He, he threw your fucked, shoes? But. You feed him worms? You feed him worms. You put them in his sandwich. He eats them. <laughs> And they're just like, <laughs> wuss. And I'm like, Jesus. And they're like, ooh, earthworms are like a delicacy in some country. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Even like, wild. even just like the initial confrontation, because I was like, yeah, why do they hate each other? And it's like, it's established they don't like each other because they're both fighting over like who can use the pit at Venice Beach Skate Park. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, x don't you have like your own fucking warehouse? Like, yeah, why do you like, even want to be here? They do. They're <laughs> Like, why are you fighting so hard? Yeah, like you can't do a photo shoot at your own fucking exactly. facility, bruh. But yeah. No, the earthworms, they took it way too fucking far. And I was like, wow, Escalation McGee, this is his origin story. This movie could easily be retold from Val's point of view. But then after that, he's like, let's race at school. And it was like, ooh, we're not allowed to race. Gabrielle is the first one to race, and she's looking at a dude on the x Oh, yeah, who is fine. And she's like, you don't talk much. I like that in a man. And I was like, ooh, yeah. She's so great. So amazing. Um, oh, and I was also dying. So at the scene where, like, you see that Val's trying to recruit Brink, it's like he's saying all the right things about money. And I'm like, but Val wouldn't know that Brink's family is having money problems. But he, like, walks up to him. He's like, the gig, it pays a lot. Like, he's, like, right. emphasizing it. And a I was lot like, for your family? I know. And I, I was like, know. wait a second. He doesn't know what's going on. How would he know? No, he wouldn't know. That. Like, they kind of, there were some parts that I was just like, come on, you guys. Like, how, like, at the very beginning, when they see the dude that has the, like, uh, the magazine thing on his hat. I'm oh, like, yeah. Bro, they would not be able no. to see that he's so far. No. And then he just, like, perfectly turned and the camera, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, oh, I'm my like, God, no, that's dude. so funny. I was like, you don't even need the scene, too. Brink could independently be like, I should join X-Blades. Yeah. It's not that much of a leap. Yeah. But then they just have Val being like, you could make $200 a week for your family in case they're suffering. It's like, what the? This is weird. (laughs) Also, okay. So, yeah, Val asks him to be on the X-Wings. He's like, in your dreams. But then, like, he shows up to the facility, of course, and lies to his friends. Okay, but this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Because before we started... Recording, Stacy was asking me, like, oh, when was the last time you watched the movie? And I was like, I will tell you during the podcast. I saw it sometime in 2020. I don't think I watched okay. the full thing. But there is a song that is playing every time that they're at the X-Blades facility. Mm. Okay? And it's like, it's kind of like pop punk-esque, like a little, like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I want to know what song this is. Because, like, 
of course Brink has like the best soundtrack ever love all the songs I was looking into it there's like a whole reddit page where people are trying to figure it out because I'm pretty sure it was a song that was made for the movie by like Disney like Disney hired mm. like a not actual band to like record Classic. this specifically so everyone's like where the fuck is this song the song mm-hmm. is fucking sick and so there's a dude that like recreated the song on YouTube um, oh nice but it's not the people like it's not the actual band that recorded the song but anyway I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that that was nuts like I was like wait what like it's a full song that they just created for the movie never released it wow. and everyone's like what the fuck is this song because it's, it's so, so fire and that sucks but anyway there's a dude on YouTube I'm sure you could find it if you look it up but yeah anyway <sighs> I have a note that I actually love this line by Val. Like, it cracked me up. He goes, why is it the losers who always say they're in it for fun? Yeah. I was like, wow, the shade. That like, so, he read is, them to filth. I'm saying he is serving <laughs> cunt the whole movie. Really, I was like, damn, got him. And his hair is so gorge. Like, yeah, his and Brink's hair, like, they're both so beautiful. They really, yeah. like, all the hair in this movie is beautiful. But I will say, like, Brink, even in um, Princess Diaries, his hair always looks hell like grease. Very greaseball, very Skeet Ulrich, very nineties tastic. Yeah, which is hot, but um, Val's always looks like voluminous. Just watched. Oh, yeah. like, there's like a, such a sensuality there and is. like androgyny there, there and I was just like, wow. I know. I'm, it's so hot. I'm amazed. I'm like, you, it's almost like a Jafar type. Yes. Villain, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you're like, wow. It's very much the same steez. It's so funny. So you know how earlier I mentioned the filler music had me like cracking up with how I thought bad it was? Yeah, the I wow, wow, wow. was dying because like when Brink is all sad that he joined the team and he's like getting all down on himself, there's just this like low guitar song that's just like, wow, 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 Just like single guitar notes that are so sad. And this is the moment. This moment mm-hmm. is when they decide to insert one of the dumbest jokes in the movie because Brink comes home <laughs> Brink comes home with his like full ass backpack and she's like you have more stuff than you did this morning what's in the backpack and he goes nanya and she says nanya he goes nanya business and, it was like, and then he's like and then in the background it's like <laughs> like I'm like what the fuck is happening this is so weird I love everything <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, but he says it like he has like, yeah, like he's battling clinical depression. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> what is this But he had to make his none your business joke in the middle of it. He just had to go there. I don't know why, but it is so funny to it me. Was, it had me dying. I was like, because so I remember that line, but I did not remember that that was the scene it was in where I was like, this is totally all over the place. There is no agreement on the tone. It makes me fucking love <laughs> And why is Katie such a little, like, blonde bitch as Sherlock Holmes, like, in all yeah. the movies that she's in? Oh, she's, like, she's like, what a sorry sack of hormones or something at some point. And it's like, like, yikes. And that's, like, the only time that they call her out on her shit where she's, like, skating. Like, she's yeah. such a little bitch. Yeah. So <laughs> she's funny. also serving content. She is. should be enemies, actually. Or they, or they could team up and be super villains. You're right. Um... <laughs> And, okay, yeah, this is where I wrote Val has the hugest crush on Brink. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to get it on for sure. I need to bring up two songs from this okay, movie. Okay, please do. Actually, three. So there's Give, 
by the Suicide Machines. That's like the biggest song that they keep using that song over and over again. That's the Look Before You Leap song. It's so good. Um, And then they have... I did crack up to it how many times they reused the songs. I know. They really do. It had me dying. I was like, sooner or later. Again. Yeah, so sooner or later. So good. That one stood out to me. Yeah, that one's called, that that one's by like something balls or some shit like that. Classic. Sooner or later. Hold on, let me look that up actually. I know I have that song somewhere. Sooner. By Fastball. Fastball. And then there's another song. It's one of their sad songs that they have in the movie. That's it's like. It's like the scene where he's like walking up to Gabriella's house after she gets hurt, and there's like this cool with like a guitar player. That song is called "Apology" by Clarissa. Mm, perfect, because he's going to apologize. And I did love that scene with Gabriella. She's laying in her bed, and there's just like the light. a film noir like shaft of light across her eyes. I was like, okay, old Hollywood glam coming into this movie out of nowhere. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like very Adams Family, right? I feel like whoever the director of photography was just like, we need this scene, and they're scene like, okay, exactly. It's like a novella, like it's exactly, so wild. which is like again wildly out of tone with the rest of the movie but who cares am i right and that's when she gives the speech on basically being a sellout you're a sellout you suck and if you make money doing this you're dead you're an asshole i Um, did do a little inflation calculator mm -hmm. so at the time in 1998 making 800 dollars a month from skating which is what his like base pay was Mm -hmm. would be almost two thousand dollars a month in today's dollars so if you're a fucking teenager yikes that's some serious coin that's a lot of money that's a lot of fucking money. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so he's like working. There's a time when like. Two week period. Yeah. Where he's working on the X-Blades. So he's doing that. He's practicing. Or no. Is he practicing with his with his team? He's kind of trying to, but failing. Yeah. He's kind of like failing. Still like kind of making it, but not really like making it to the tail end. Kind of disappointing his friends. Working this dog groomer job and then still has to go to school Mm -hmm. has to do his homework and they do like a whole time stamp situation which by the way is so tiktok that is like so huge on tiktok i thought that was an effective scene i liked that scene i liked it too i would love to do something like that that shit is really really cool and um i hate that at this time brink is just like tired and sad and his dad is like i hate how he's being and his mom is just like so you were mad when he was happy and you're mad when he's upset like what the fuck is wrong with you basically mm-hmm. so annoying that's why again i was like i don't understand their deal because he's like i haven't seen his friends in weeks and i'm like you care like, like I where you didn't care. <laughs> exactly you and that you never <laughs> talked to him but i guess not yeah and the fact that the mom has to like pull him like his arm out of his socket basically to like talk to his own son i'm like yeah you're fucking annoying dog mm-hmm. what is wrong with you but whatever. but his speech is fire it's a great monologue yeah I'm, best yeah. part of the movie in my opinion it is amazing and i do think like it's their time to really connect and it's time for him to like truly understand where brink is coming from kind of for the first time because for the mm-hmm. whole movie the theme is like i just don't understand yeah him. but then he like actually sits down and talks to him for the quote-unquote first time or whatever and he kind of sees himself in brink a lot which you know, is an interesting theme. Well, I think, yeah, he's like, uh-oh, I know how much not doing my gig, like, affected me. I don't want my kid to be, like, 
freak out if he can't skate. Yeah, because he's just like, that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's so true that, like, you are... I always say, like, you can tell a lot about a person by who their friends are, how they treat their friends, how they treat the people around them. That's basically what the dad is saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool of him to be like, no matter what happens, even if you never skate ever again, you are still Andy Brinkter or whatever his name is. Andy Brink Brinker. Brink Brink. <laughs> Andy Brink Brinker. I think they say that's his name in some way. <laughs> Which, yeah, I was like, wait, why is it called? I didn't know if Brink was a skating term. I don't think it is. I don't think it is, though. Oh, really? I think it's just because his last name is Brinker. Or, like, on the brink of something. Right. It is a fun word to say. It is. It's perfect for the movie. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) Exclamation point. Um, And then, yeah, like, basically, after that, he kind of starts doing all the right things. He quits the X-Blades. He's like, fuck you. Throws a milkshake in Val's face. Mm -hmm. He uses an advance from his his job other than the X-Blades to buy new equipment and kind of, like, sponsor his old team, the Soul Skaters. Very cute. Which is really sweet. And then they kind of invite him back on the team. And then they do the competition. And wouldn't you know what they win? They sure do. And... (laughs) Okay, Peter's victory dance after his, like, after his mm-hmm. thing, that was seared into my fucking brain for all of eternity. Wow, I don't even remember it. What he, is it? He stands and he's just like, uh, uh, and oh, yeah. Like, oh, like yeah. Like a very, like, Napoleon uh-huh. kind of. Now I'm, now I'm remembering. When I was a kid, I thought that he was Tom Hanks' son. I could see that. Like, I was like, I could he definitely looks see just that. like Tom Hanks. He's not, but. Well, I don't know Lame. that, I guess. But He's the missing Hank's son. He's the missing Hank's son instead of fucking Chet. There's Chet and the other one and this guy. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the movie. And then you find out, like Stacy said, the dad gets his job back. So everything is all hunky-dory, you know? I think so. But I was cracking up, too, because in the competition, you know, villainous Val, he tries to cheat and... They film him, like, fucking over Brink by, like, yanking him to the ground. Yeah. And I was like, so he wouldn't win anyway, right? Right. Like, they wouldn't let him win after that, would they? I don't think so. And they but really they don't really dress the it. the whole thing. It's not yeah. Like- <laughs> exactly. They don't really dress it. And this is the 90s when movies ended so abruptly. Yeah. I always crack up movies from the 90s. They're like, hey, we did it. And then it's like, credits. And you're like, what the? Like, Wait, there's, like, no it? soft landing. Yeah. There's no, like, explanation. <laughs> no, right? Exactly. After. Like, no. It just. Some people yell cheater at Val as he storms off. But I'm like, yeah, did he think he could win? I just feel like you would be disqualified. Yeah, especially, again, they were literally filming the whole thing. <laughs> like, people would have seen that he fucked. Like, he fucked And they make out. it a point to show the camera crew being like, did you get all that? And they're like, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, maybe he wouldn't have won anyway. But then, like, Brink actually won he IRL. Wins, yeah. So it wasn't just by, like, default or I just whatever. thought that was funny. I was like, this guy's an idiot. A fucking idiot. Serving cunt, but mm-hmm. idiot. But Total an idiot. <laughs> but overall, I really like... I haven't seen the full movie in a long time. Brought me back. But the biggest takeaway for me was um, definitely some queer elements. And then also the soundtrack again. Like, I was Soundtrack's like, holy left. fucking shit, dude. I love the music in this movie. And it definitely helped shape my music taste. Like, forever, I think. Yeah, my I mean, again, love this for its nostalgia factor and rewatching as an adult with a little bit of objectivity. I was like, not one of the better DCOM movies, if I'm being real honest. But very fun. Soundtrack was great. Yeah. And again, we're all allowed to have different opinions on what we think is good, you guys. So don't hate on my wife. Yeah. We'll see. 
No. If people start hating, I just won't understand. Because also, just say it to my face, okay? Don't say it to my wife. Right? Yeah. Come to me with your thoughts. I was just like, it wasn't like in anger, but they were just like, wait, are you serious? And I was just like, dude, who cares? Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's okay. And now you know my very well thought out reason. Yeah. And if you disagree, like, I disagree too, but that doesn't mean that I'm right or she's right or either one. Exactly. Like that. We all, it's like the same with food. We don't choose our taste buds. They choose us. We don't choose what our brain likes. Our brain tells us. Mm-hmm. So it's all right. And so I was like, I don't, I didn't want to not enjoy it as much. Because yeah. like the other decom movies, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It holds up great. I love it. She went in thinking. I'm gonna. This is gonna be yeah. great. I was like, "Wow, I'm really excited for this." And then, yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this trauma breaks everybody's back. I understand, but it's all good, y'all. You know, it's what all I mean? good. You baby. can still like it just because my wife. It's not her favorite fucking movie. Um, but anyway, we hope that you guys watch it and make an opinion for yourselves. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Especially if you haven't watched it's on it, Amazon uh, Prime too. Yeah, it is. That's how we watched it. Um. But yeah, especially if you haven't watched it in a while, it, it it would be interesting for you to go back and see if it is still like one of your favorites. You know, it might not be. You don't and know. It might be. You so, just don't know till you watch it. But it is one of Cody Cook's, and that's why we covered it. And we love that guy. And uh, you know, we do any. Uh, we do anything for Cody. Okay. And we yeah, look forward yeah. to the rest of Cody Cooktemba. Oh, yes. <laughs> but yeah, hope you guys have a great first week of September. Well, second week. First or second week, whatever. Something like that. Something like that. Beginning of Cody Cooktemba. Beginning of Cody Cooktemba. Um, well, we're not done here, though. we got to do trivia and a personality oh, quiz. Duh. Oh, I feel I like have you're getting ready for... to the end. And I'm like, no, 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 no my sweet princess. Okay. <laughs> I have six questions for you, my love. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, here we go. I don't know why I was trying to end that. I know. I'm like, hold on. Hold your little horsies. Okay. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. We basically covered all these as usual, but (laughs) number one, why did the X-Blades kick the soul skaters off the skate park at the beginning? Because they wanted to do a sick photo shoot. Period. What did Gabriella wear on the first day of school that surprised everyone? A dress. Yeah. Oh my God, Anna. What did the soul skaters put in Val's sandwich? Fucking worms. Nuclear warfare. <laughs> Biological nuclear escalation. Exactly. Why was Brink suspended from school? For racing at school. Oh, no. Why did Gabby get hurt in her street race against Brink? Because villainous Val threw rocks into... Okay, if I could just do a quick yeah. little tangent on this, too. Yeah. In the movie, it's like a, f- a full residential area. Yeah. Like, they're just skating through neighborhoods and yeah. so i was like okay yes val was shitty for putting rocks where he knew gabriella was gonna go and he told bring to avoid them but it's not like any of them scouted the course beforehand there could have been there any be. number of hazards oh, on yeah. that and nobody seemed to care nope but then they're like she could have died and i was like she could have died anyway bro yeah you're not checking the shit yeah it's true he was very shitty for that as yeah, very said. shitty, but again, <clears throat> didn't seem to care much about safety. No. Until Which, she fell. I guess, like, they couldn't put in the movie, like, let's make sure we check the apparatus, but still, mm-hmm. like, they don't fucking know. Right, the like, it's a, anyone could have kicked rocks into the street yeah. at any time. There could be... Yeah. It could have been a construction site. But that's what I'm saying. There could have yeah. been anything on that road, it, and you it, guys don't know, and you're hurtling towards it at, like, 30 miles per hour. Fuck yeah, I could have. That's... Uh, dude... 
Sorry, when people are skateboarders or like skate, you know, or skaters, what in whatever capacity, like it is so dangerous. It's very dangerous. Exactly. You could fuck your shit up forever. Like anytime you're speed skating downhill in a neighborhood, like you are risking that you will hit some rocks. Yeah. I mean, it. it it's not crazy. excusing what Val did. I'm just saying. <laughs> the possibility. I'm just saying. She's just saying she it's loves Val. Dangerous. <laughs> and Val She's on the was edge right. <laughs> Val was right. Val was right. No. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. And last question: What flavor milkshake did Brink throw in Val's face? Okay. <laughs> this one's. I'm trying to remember the final thing because it's so funny. Because in that scene, he mentions a strawberry milkshake, but the milkshake that is thrown on him is not strawberry. And then later, Gabrielle says, "I hear you through a vanilla milkshake." And then Brink says, "Actually, it was chocolate." Did Just I get that chocolate. right? Okay, yeah, yeah. You okay. said it perfectly. So all three flavors are mentioned, but I was like, wait, let me... <laughs> Which one was it? Yeah. No, you killed it. Yeah, you got a 100%. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Take that, uh, haters. Take that. <laughs> no, let me just say, no one was hating. Everyone was just like, wait, for real? Stacey, like, didn't, like, brink? And I was like... For real? I for mean, real. no. But, Believe like, it. I'm sure you don't like movies that she'd be like, really? Believe it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, I don't agree with that, but like, people can think whatever they fucking want. Like, yeah, I don't care. I'm sure some people hate Smart House and they're wrong. That's okay. I still love that. It's like you know. No, but you're. Uh, yeah, like let's just all get to the point of it all, which is just like we can all have our own opinions, especially about shit like this. It's so wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any words? I'm trying to find a witch brink character. Are you? But it's very hard because there's also a video game called Brink, right. and I don't know that anyone has made a Brink decom quiz. Is there a different quiz you can think yeah, of? Let me, let me see here. Um. Oh my gosh, there's a BuzzFeed article of thoughts I had while watching Brink for the first time as an adult. Uh oh. I wonder if they liked it. Let me look here. Hmm. Brink movie quiz, but that's not. Mm-hmm. Quiz. What Disney Channel original movie made you gay? Let's do that one. <laughs> it's on. Um, Auto straddle, so wow. I don't think we've ever sounds done erotic. Before. Let me just double check. It's not like a thousand fucking questions. Good idea, because we've been down that dark road before. It looks like it. Uh, it doesn't look like too many. Okay, sick. Okay, so number one, what best describes your planner and/or calendar app? Full of sparkles and stickers, full of work stuff and social events. Because you're a champion multitasker, you have a shared calendar with your family. Full of positive affirmations for yourself. You occasionally write down to-do lists on scraps of paper, but that's it. You have a very meticulous handwritten planner. You use a combination of calendar apps, a physical planner, and wall calendar. You use nothing and just wing it. Or you like to write down your short and long-term aspirations. I feel like mine's a blend of all of that, but I guess the second one... Full of work stuff and social events. Mm-hmm. She is a champion multitasker, y'all. Got a lot of shit going on. She knows exactly what she's doing on any given day. If you were to make a mixtape for your crush, partner, best friend, what would be on it? Show tunes, pop girl groups, club remixes of hits, sad gay singer songwriter singles, rock songs one might hear at Lilith Fair. Which, if you don't know what that is, 
That's hella sick. Google it. Electronica, pop punk, or all Stevie Nicks? I think Liz Fair. The Lilith Fair? Or Lilith Fair. <laughs> like, Liz, like, you know what? Liz Fair was probably at Lilith probably. Fair. Probably. <clears throat> Which of the following situations sounds most unpleasant to you? Someone singing off-key at karaoke, a friend being mad at you, your team losing the big game, not fitting in well with a group of people, being told you can't do something, a friend's mom being mad at you, moving somewhere where you don't know anyone, selling out, or someone thinking you're weak. Okay, I famously do not care what people's parents think of me, but <laughs> I would be mad, I, or I would be sad if my friend was mad at me, that one. If your friend was mad at you? Yeah, that would be my least favorite situation. Yeah, that's never fun. Pick a piece of Astro or Auto Straddle past present merch. Okay, well, oh, we're going to well, have to okay. sort through these. Nice little plug here, Astro Saddle Very or nice. Auto Straddle, whatever it is. Uh, I'm choosing a shirt that says Mommy. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> she also is a dog okay. mommy, so there you go. What's something someone could say to you on a first date that would make you automatically want to go on a second date? I love your voice. You prefer not to date because you're focused on friendships right now. Do you want to play a game? Oh, no thanks. <laughs> I'm a top. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's go on an adventure. Good girl. My angel flung out of space. Fuck oh, capitalism. Or <laughs> you smell nice. Fuck capitalism. Yeah. Pick a potato style. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yay. <laughs> Loaded tater tots. Gnocchi. Cheese fries. Mashed potatoes. Potatoes au gratin, roasted purple potatoes, potato chips, or potato soup. She loves a good loaded potato potato soup. soup. A loaded potato soup. Oh my god, it's almost loaded potato soup season. Yeah, it is. Do you want me to choose that one? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I would also go for cheese fries for you. Yeah, or I think potatoes au gratin. Yeah, I I feel like you've made those pretty often. Yeah, I love it. They're so good. What quality best describes your closest friends? Uh-huh. Extroverted, loyal, ambitious, creative, adventurous, assertive, weird, low drama, or powerful? I would say creative or adventurous. I'm trying to think of which one I'd give the edge to. I'd say adventurous. Aw, cute. What fanfic trope do you like the best? Um, high school, friends to lovers, long lost sibling, enemies to lovers, body swap, robot slash human relationship, time loop slash time travel, you don't read, like, care about fanfic, or Magic AU? Um, I think Magic AU describes fantasy, so I'd say that one. Yeah. Magic <clears throat> alternative universe. What's your favorite holiday slash celebration? Valentine's Day? Oh, wait, I already know Christmas. what it is. But it's not on here. Christmas isn't on there? There's winter solstice. No. <laughs> okay, then, what are the other ones? Okay, there's Valentine's Day, Halloween, um, WNBA. Okay, All then starting. Halloween, because it goes Christmas, then Halloween. Halloween. Okay. There's winter solstice. Nah. Okay. It's not Christmas. Yeah, you're right. Who knows you the best? Your partner, your group of friends, your sibling, yourself, your pet, your mom, your internet search history, your roommates, or your astrologer? Wow. My partner. Fashal. What do you wish you were doing right now instead of taking this quiz? Hosting a party, performing, playing ball, dancing, hiking, baking, writing, or 420? Or hanging out with your BFF? Um, hanging out with my BFF? Pick a dog. Oh, this Ooh, is the best. Oh, yeah. Sharpay. Oh, my gosh. Little baby. Oh, I'm going to be Sharpay. looks like a white roomie. Fuck you. Yeah. Golden Retriever, dog president. Oh, my God. A little poodle. A little pink poodle. 
a mud cover. Oh, and then a mud color mud. This shaggy oh, baby. Oh yeah, that looks like it's for cost more than my life. That guy. A little Frenchy. Little French baby. Doink. A cool dog. A cool dog with a skateboard or a black cat. I want to do cool dog with a skateboard. Fuck it, that's very your energy. I am a cool dog. What early mid two thousands television show means the most to you? Laguna Beach, Desperate Housewives, The Wild Thornberries, Thirty Rock, Friday Night Lights, Weeds, Battlestar Galactica, Drake and Josh, or Angel? Laguna Beach. I was obsessed. Fuck yeah. Pick a shoe. Kitten heel, chunky heel, athletic sneakers, cowboy boot, loafers, thigh high boots, platform sneakers, vans, or combat boots. Wow. I mean, I love all shoes. Yeah. And I, I feel like I own one of each of those. It's what's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, man. See, I think variety is my favorite. I I'm a Gemini. You can't pin me down to one shoe. What's like the one that you wear the most, I guess? Maybe. Uh, my Crocs or Birkenstocks. I don't know where that would fall. Mm-hmm. Athletic? Yeah. Yeah. You're a teen in a mall. What store is your first stop? FYE, Claire's, Foot Locker, Limited 2, Pack Sun, Bath and Body Works, Spencer's, Journeys, or Hot Topic? Oh, God, my first stop. You know what? Actually, Bath and Body Works, because I would go in and I'd get all lotioned up and I'd spray myself down so, so I'd be true. smelling right for the rest of the mall. Listen, I can attest so hard <laughs> to that. We would do that together uh, as very, very you gotta young You got to get teens. prepared. Oop, we can submit it now. Wow. I'm so excited. Twitches. Okay. Witches and twins? Mm. This movie is gay shit. You obviously have some witchy vibes, and while you might not have a literal twin, you have a very close best friend to get into trouble with. Together, you're uh, powerful. People tend to wow. notice you, and you give off an approachable yet intense energy. Cute. Wow, and I'm a Gemini, so twins. Dude, hell yeah, she is. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay, let's do you, baby. Let's do me. All right. What best describes your planner and or calendar app? I'm the one... I, I remember the answer for this. I'm sorry. No, it's no, please. One, it's the one where like you write notes on like scraps of paper. So you occasionally write down to do lists on scraps of paper, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. Sick. If you were to make a mixtape for your crush, partner, best friend, what would be on it? Show tunes, pop girl groups, club remixes of hits, sad gay singer songwriter singles, rock songs one might hear at Little Fair, electronica, pop punk, or all Stevie Nicks. It'd probably be pop punk, honestly. Nice. Right now, I'm in a pop punk phase. Hell yeah. Yeah. Which or which of the following situations sound most unpleasant to you? Mm. Do you remember this one? I only remember the friends being mad at you thing. Someone singing off-key at karaoke, a friend being mad at you, your team losing the big game, not fitting in well with a group of people, being told you can't do something, a friend's mom being mad at you, moving somewhere where you don't know anyone, selling out, or someone thinking you're weak. To be honest, <laughs> obviously I hate the friend being mad at you thing. That hurts me deeply. But Stacy already said that, so I'm going to go with the uh, people thinking you're weak thing. I knew you were going to answer <laughs> like, that. For some reason, that bothers me. I feel so. like that might bother you more than a friend being mad at you. That's not true. I hate when, <laughs> no, friends, I, it, when friends are mad at me. I don't. I can't think about anything else. But honestly. yeah, that one leaped out to me. I was like, yeah. she's going to choose that one. Okay. Pick a piece of auto straddle merch. Here oh, you yeah. go. <laughs> I didn't look through these either. Okay. So there's like a... Never mind. I'm not even going to go through They're all, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'd go with the tomboy femme 
shirt. Very and nice. Pretty much. That's pretty me, I guess. Love it. Yeah. Someone called me a king today. Wow. That was cool. Okay. What's something someone could say to you on a first date that make you automatically want to go on a second date? Good girl. Sorry. Ooh. <laughs> also, Mati the Mati. fuck capitalism thing, that is so fucking hot. Mm-hmm. But like, good girl. I have to yeah. be real. The good girl thing, I'm like. Sold. All right. Pick a potato style. Tater tots. Loaded tater tots Dude, it is. Sonic fucking tater tots in my holes. All right. Put it in there. What quality best describes your closest friends? Hmm. Extroverted, loyal, ambitious, creative, adventurous, assertive, weird, low drama, powerful. 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 Within themselves, they all have like such brilliant, beautiful powers. Plus Especially I have Stacey, laser Stacey's vision. floating right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which fanfic trope do you like the best? High school alternative universe, friends to lovers, long lost sibling, enemies to lovers, body swap, robot human relationship, time loop time travel, you don't read, like, or care about fanfic, or magic alternative universe. Enemies to lovers. Enemy. It's a good one. What's your favorite holiday slash celebration? They got Valentine's Day, Halloween, WNBA All-Star Game. We know which movie that's for. Mm. Your own birthday. Any celebration that involves a cookout, Mother's Day, Pride Month, FIFA Women's World Cup, Winter Solstice. Oh, I'm between a couple. You know what? I'm going to go... Um, I like... Winter Solstice is great. I'm going to go with Winter Solstice. Okay, cool. Who knows you the best? Your partner, your group of friends, your sibling, yourself, your pet, your mom, your internet search history, your roommates, or your astrologer? The person I talk to the most is probably my sibling, Hazen. So I'll go nice. with my sibling... What do you wish you're doing right now instead of taking this quiz? Hosting a party, performing, playing ball, dancing, hiking, baking, riding, 420, hang out with your BFF. Hmm. I mean, I, I always want to go with the BFF, but Stacey said that. So I'm going to go with the, what was one I heard? Uh, performing. Nice. It was between that one and 420, yeah, 420. I mean, I For do you. that at all time. You know? And then pick a cutie dog. Sharpay. Oh, so adorable. I love Sharpay. They're so cute. They are so cute. Okay, what early mid 2000s television show means the most to you? Laguna Beach, Desperate Housewives, The Wild Thornberries, 30 Rock, Friday Night Lights, Weeds, Battlestar Galactica, Drake and Josh, Angel. The only one I really watched, like, religiously was Laguna. So I'm nice. going to have to go with that nice. one. My second one had been Drake and Josh, but I, it didn't have the hold on me. Yeah, me neither. Okay, pick a shoe. Kitten heel, chunky heel, athletic sneakers, cowboy boot, loafers, thigh-high boots, platform sneakers, vans, combat boots. Um, That's so hard. I'm, I'll go with, I mean, it, it'll have to be sneakers like i'll probably choose athletic sneakers also sick i'm surprised you didn't say loafers loafers are all day Mm. wait it's not too late uh (laughs) no i feel like i wear athletic like i wear sneakers all day every day like that's basically all i wear besides loafers Okay, you're a teen in a mall. What store is your first stop? FIE, Claire's, Foot Locker, Limited 2, PacSun, Bath and Body Works, Spencer's, Journeys, Hot Topic. 
I feel like after Bath and Body Works, we'd always hop over to Spencer's because we were like, ooh, like, there's always yeah. like vibrators mm-hmm. and shit there. Like, I was like, ten dollars. Right. You're like, oh my god, oh my god, it's so hot. So I'd probably say that. You also got twitches. What? Twinning. Oh my god, were the twitches? So I'll read it again. Witches and twins. This movie is some good gay shit. You mm. obviously have some witchy vibes, and while you might not have a literal twin, you have a very close best friend to get in trouble with. Together, you're powerful. People tend to notice you. You give off an approachable yet intense energy. Wow. Dang, we did that. That's us, baby. We did that shit. Yeah, we did. But anyway, here's my goodbye speech. Love yes. Yeah. Resume. <laughs> so sorry, I forgot about both of the very important things we do at the very end. Um, but love you guys so much. Thanks for sticking around. And um, and I think y'all will be very hyped for the next movie we're doing, which I think has aged incredibly well. Yeah. And it is holes. Fucking holes, Fucking dude. Holes. I'm so excited. Holes was I'm one so of my excited favorite too. books I'm ever. I'm so excited. It's so close to the movie. Anyway, we'll we'll talk all about it next yeah, week. Yeah, that'll be next episode. We're just going to... Ugh, I can't uh, wait. Can't it's wait. Be so, we'll have so much to Cannot say. Can't wait. Okay. Well, we love you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for choosing us. Hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> thank you. For, you could have flown anywhere. Thank you for choosing yeah. us. <laughs> love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.